Hello everyone, my name is Jen Torres and I am a God, and so are you. Like many of you, I was raised to believe that if I just prayed hard enough, God would save me. As it turns out, that was actually true. I saved me. At the age of 15, I became pregnant with a beautiful baby girl who dropped in just in time to save my miserable life. This was my first awakening. This podcast is about all of the words and listening to those words to begin to envision what is possible. Because sometimes, as individuals, we feel we need to know everything, have it all together and be everything all of the time. But that's why we live in a world filled with other people. Each person holds a piece of the puzzle. It's about being open to new information, new ideas, and new perspectives. We're going to talk about all of the topics surrounding what it takes for you to step into your God Goddess. Journey with me as we uncover all things living self-actualized and in your inherent divine God state. This podcast is about doing whatever it takes to develop and nourish the God in you. So welcome back to another episode of the She's a God podcast. My name is Jen Torres and I am the host of this show and a human design reader. Thank you so much for stopping back to listen. If you are new to this show, welcome and thank you for stopping to listen. So on today's episode, the topic and what we're going to talk about is learning to trust and honor your spiritual algorithm. So what do I mean by this? This is something that I've kind of basically has been the theme of the year, which is like the ultimate alignment. Like we hear so much about alignment in the spiritual community, but this is like next level extraterrestrial fucking alignment. Like this is like next level alignment. Like think of the stars and the universe and the galaxy and think of the fact that you are all of that. Then just realize that you have your own beat. You have your own spiritual algorithm. And so we are going to talk all about what I mean by this and kind of direct the conversation more to your spiritual algorithm and then like what that means to you. So ultimately, when I'm talking about spiritual algorithm, I'm really talking about becoming deeply connected with divine timing, not just any divine timing, your specific divine timing. This this is like the unique timing to your soul. So first, let's think about the word algorithm. So I was like looking at the word algorithm because I wanted to make sure it fit like exactly kind of what the message I'm trying to embed inside of this podcast. What I discovered is really that the algorithm is exactly what I thought it was, which is basically a process or a set of rules or guidelines to follow in order to achieve something. So as souls on the planet, we are trying to achieve something, whether that be peace, whether that be serenity, whether whether that be success, maybe all of that, we're all trying to achieve something. So deeply understanding your own soul spiritual algorithm is so important to get on this 
within this time like ASAP. And also too, like with the whole spiritual algorithm thing, like I know that when we first think about algorithm, we think about like social media, right? We think about like Facebook and Instagram and all of that kind of stuff. But when I looked into that aspect of it, it's actually the same thing. And what it comes down to for them is actually ads. Not that it matters. That doesn't have anything to do with this, but they literally navigate their users. You know, their algorithm is that process or that set of rules and that they have embedded in their systems. And all it's really trying to do is get the user to keep coming back on their platform as much as possible so that actually it's so that they can see more ads. And so that's really the the end goal, right? Because what I was just saying about spiritual algorithm or the word algorithm is that it's a process or a set of rules or guidelines to follow in order to achieve something. With the algorithm that I'm talking about here, with social media, it's ultimately for them, it's to, the result for them is to achieve ads, to be able to get us to keep coming back to ads. So I know, I just wanted to bring that up because I know that like as human beings in this time and space, like anytime we talk about algorithm, we automatically think about social media. So it's like, how is that like spiritual algorithm? What do you mean? So it's basically the same exact process, but we're talking about you. We're talking about your timeline, your specific soul spiritual algorithm, and what you as a human being are trying to achieve in this lifetime, even if it is just to be, just to be present and just to be in this space. So the way that I got on this is because from the very beginning of this year, I have been going through a lot of challenges and a lot having to do with falling away of things in my life. And I, it took me probably a good like four or five months. So almost to half of the year where I realized like, okay, like this is happening all in order to get me on my highest timeline in my life and to completely and totally align me with my spiritual soul divine timing, my own spiritual soul algorithm, basically. And it took me even another month to really deep, more deeply understand that that algorithm, that soul divine timing that's specific to me, it actually has nothing to do with anyone else's timing, with anyone else's way of doing things, the way that they're saying that this is how you can be successful. This is how you can be happy in your life. This is how you're going to find joy in your life. It was like a complete like mental deprogramming of realizing that like what I'm here to do is so different one than anyone else's and that's true for anybody. And then two, the way that I get there, the way that I'm most successful in my life and the way that I achieve everything that I want to achieve in my life, being peace, happiness, joy, and all of these things is through following my own soul spiritual algorithm. It's not going to be anybody else's set of rules. It's not going to be anyone else's uh, path to doing things in a specific way in order to achieve a set of goals or results. It's not their way. It's going to be my way. So that was like a huge epiphany because the second part of that is understanding that then it's all on you. <laughs> so it's like you you come over the hump where you're like, oh yeah, okay, like I have my own spiritual algorithm, my own sort of set of rules and path to doing something the way that I know I'm supposed to be doing it. And also that shit's on me. Like it's up to me to have the courage to be able to say, like, I trust myself, like, 
this is not in alignment for my life, so this needs to go away. Whether that be a person or a habit or even a business or anything like that, that's not in alignment with you. It could be a group of people, anything like that, that's no longer in alignment with you, that's not lighting you up anymore. It is not on your path. It's not part of your algorithm. It's not part of what keeps you moving in that very specific set way in order to achieve what you want to achieve in this life. So it's also about owning up to the fact that it's up to you to have the courage to deeply understand that you will have your own spiritual algorithm and that everyone else will fall in line when they let you do you and like let you live your life the way you're designed to live it, the way you're wanting to live your life in order to open up the greatest flow in your life, the greatest happiness in your life. From the time we were children, we have been programmed to believe that there's literally only one path for this. There's only one path to success. There's only one path to success or or joy or peace or whatever it is. That is BS. Your soul's algorithm is not going to be the same as everyone else's. Like I was saying, the only person that will know your soul's algorithm and how it works is you. So that's the other part. It's like taking responsibility for it and kind of saying like, this is how I operate. This is how I know that my energy works every single day. Or this is, even though this new opportunity looks really shiny to everyone else, I know in my soul, it's not right for me. I know in my soul, it's not, it's not for me. So I need to honor my soul algorithm, my spiritual algorithm, and I need to take the path that I know is in my highest and best. So what I actually ended up doing was writing down a couple of that have helped me personally to figure out my soul algorithm because I realized that this entire year was about alignment and that I was like really scratching my head like why are all of the leaders in my life like everything's burning down with them or why is this kind of blowing up and like this happening over here like what is the meaning of all of this like this is like annoying and it's pissing me off like what is all of this so it really was just me like I mentioned before, kind of like realizing that this year is about alignment and it is about the soul algorithm and honoring it, having the courage and the strength to stand up for what I know mine is and my boundaries and and what I'm going to allow to have in my life and not have in my life. And then also, again, the responsibility of it. So literally putting it into action so that it does align everything in my highest and best. And then a big part of it was this next four things that I'm going to touch on. Now, these things may have nothing to do with you. You know, I'm just telling you what I realized was a huge aspect of understanding and getting clarity on my soul algorithm in my life. These are the things that I was like, okay, like once I got, you know, was pulling everything back that wasn't working, all of these things were perfectly like when I had this right, everything else fell in line. So it really was about just getting these things right. And the first one, like I said, I have four, 
But the first one that was a big one for me was, of course, understanding my energetic blueprint, which I do understand my human design. But because I am so obsessed with human design, I tend to really get obsessed with everyone else's human design charts. And like, I literally forget like my human design. And I'm like, wait, what? Like, like, how am I supposed to use my energy? Like, I know it's like ingrained in my head at this point. It's like default mode for me, but I still have to go back to my chart like occasionally and just remember like, okay, these are my channels. These are my gifts. This is my strategy. This is my authority. You know, I really have to refresh myself with that. So I want to just offer a really quick kind of touch on your energetic blueprint. So of course, the main starting point with understanding your human design is going to be your energy type. And so it's really about when you understand that, when you really kind of understand your energy type, it allows you to fall in line with your soul algorithm so that you can literally manifest the life of your dreams and so that you can stay in greater alignment with like God, source, universe, all that is. So it really is about this. It's about understanding, for me personally, this might not be your thing, although I think human design is for everyone, I'm a little biased, but understanding your energetic blueprint. So the first one I'll um, talk about is going to be for manifestors. So we know that manifestors are only like 8% of the planet and we know that their auric field is very impactful and it's also closed. So really for the manifestor, if you're a manifestor and you're listening to this right now and you're like, "Mm, yeah, I want to get more on my soul algorithm. I want to get more in alignment with my life. These are things that are part of your energy type that I feel will, once you align with them, you will more deeply fall in alignment with that soul algorithm that we're talking about. So the first one is listen to your urges and then act upon them. Urges are like a download for you. It's literally just like you're sitting there minding your business and you're just like, out of nowhere, you're like, oh my gods, like, wow, this is a great idea. This is like something I want to initiate into the world. This is going to change so many people's lives. This is going to be huge. Like, I love that I had this download. Or it could just be a download about anything, okay? Like, it could just be like a download about dinner and be like, oh my God, like, I absolutely 100% want to make this. Like, this is going to be so good. Like, I cannot wait to initiate, you know, send my uh, partner to the store who's probably a generator and say, pick up these things and all of this in order so I I can create this. So really for you as a manifester, it is about the fact that the reason you have a closed aura is because you are designed to listen to your own what's coming into you. So you're not so distracted with what's happening with everyone else. So you are designed to act upon the urges that you receive. And the reason why it's important for you to take action after you received that urge is because your energy works in spurts, okay? Like you're not somebody who has this consistent energy like a manifesting generator or like a generator where you're just going, 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 and you can just like work forever like this. Like it's not in your design to do that. Now, when you, don't get me wrong though, for manifestors, I mean, once they get that download, once they get that urge, that spontaneous, like, whoa, like I want to go do this, they can go harder than anybody. They can go harder than a generator. They can go harder than a manifesting generator and they can work their asses off on something for two weeks, maybe two months, who knows. And then, but because their energy works in spurts, they're going to need a rest. So it's really about honoring your 
own energy as a manifester. Every single manifester I've talked to, their energy works differently. It's like some of them will be like, oh my God, I totally can relate to that. I'll get like a download about something or an idea about something, even if it's an idea to go on a vacation somewhere or something. And I want to work to plan it. And I could like, I don't know, just work really hard for a couple days, but then I'll need like a couple days off to rest. Or some of them I've heard will say, oh my God, yeah, totally. I can go harder than anybody for like two weeks, but then I'm gonna need like a week off. Their energy works in spurts like this, okay? So it's really about, as a manifester, honoring the fact that you are only 8% of the planet and people are not gonna understand you. They're not gonna understand why all of a sudden, boom, you get this like or energy to go do something. And then you're like over it and you're just kind of like tired and you wanna rest for a, a, quite a while, not just like take a nap. Like you need like a couple days or you need like a week. And you're just here to stand in that energy and to kind of say, honor your own energy and know that other people won't get it. Other people might think it's lazy. They might think you're like, you're not showing up. Who gives a shit? It's not about them. It's about you. So it's about you honoring this and so that the rest of us can wor work in our specific designs. You can just do your thing. And when everybody's working according to their energetic blueprints, they're in their own soul algorithm. It helps them to stay in their own soul algorithm and then everybody's working in harmony. So now let's shift for a minute to generators. So generators are probably like 37%. And I know if you look it up online, it's gonna say they're like 70 something percent, but that's because a lot of people online, they lump in generators and manifesting generators together, which I don't really agree with that. Um, I just feel that they're very different. Not very different, but they're pretty different. Like I wouldn't put them in the same category. So generators, with you, it's all about your desires. You are here to live enlightenedly selfish. You, It's important for you to realize that your energy affects other people. You have a defined sacral center. Your energy literally pours out into the auric fields of other people and it lights them up. So that's why when generators are completely lit up by their life and by what they're doing, people cannot get enough of them. They're just like, oh my God, they want to be around them. They're like magnets like to everything that they want in their life because their energy actually goes outwardly and benefits the collective, which is why we need generators being enlightenedly selfish with their life because they're blessing the rest of us with that very electric energy. And it gets everybody else kind of thinking like, what do I love in my life? What are my desires in my life? So for you with your auric field, it's described as open and enveloping. It's just really important that you follow your desires. It's just the most important thing that you're here to do. Have literally told my um, generator clients to look up the word desire, get that definition, and literally like paste the definition all over their house. As a generator, it's really important for you to just get deeply connected with the word desire, what that means for you, and what does that mean for you in your life. Here's the other thing. If you don't follow your desires, if you're not doing what lights you up, you're going to experience a quick burnout. Who the hell wants that? You know, like maybe that's why everyone's like on Adderall right now, because it's like all of our generators enslaved. <laughs> They're literally like not doing what they love in their life. They're being like enslaved by society to help other people build whatever they're doing they have a quick burnout when they're not doing what they love. And then they're like I mentioned right at the beginning, for a generator, your energy works outwardly. 
you're affecting people with your energy when you're doing what you love. So when you're not doing what you love, it's not helping anybody anyway. And maybe that will help some generators who are listening to this be a little bit more enlightenedly selfish with your life because you are helping people when you are. And the other thing I just like to always say with generators, and I always add this in my reading is, obviously that can sound like, you know, diamonds and Chanel to be like, oh my God, like, yes, yes. Like I'm only here to do what I love. I get it. Like I can see how that can feel like really. The best thing to realize is like, it's about the awareness. Obviously there's things we're not gonna wanna do every day. (laughs) Most people don't wanna like clean and, and do their laundry and stuff like that. But it's really just about you as a generator opening up to that greater awareness that, wow, I am here to be enlightenedly selfish in my life. I am here to do what I love. When I do what I love, I really affect the collective in such a huge way. My energy pours outwardly and it helps people, other people to be more on purpose as well. And then one of the biggest conditionings for generators is really going to be around the fact that a lot of them feel like if they are doing things they don't love in their life, then somehow they're like valuable, respectful respectful or respected, I should say. And it's just about deconditioning from all of that and letting it fall away and realize that no, you are extremely valuable when you're doing what you love. Not when you're enslaved in your life to a bunch of like soul no's instead of to a bunch of soul yeses. Okay, so for manifesting generators who are like 32% of the planet or about that, it's they have the energetic body of a generator. So a lot of what I said about desires, following your desires, doing what lights you up, all of that is real for you. As a manifesting generator, you can take that information and that's real for you. And the other thing to include is the fact that you have a very nonlinear path. So following your soul algorithm is going to look like honoring the fact that you are just a multi-passionate individual. There are many, many different things that you want to try that you're interested in. And literally, if you are even slightly interested in something and your body is opening up and saying, yes, it feels expanded, you are designed to follow that. You're designed to kind of go down that rabbit hole, see what's up with it and learn all about it in all of the things. Ultimately, it's all going to come together. The analogy I always like to use for manifesting generators is their life is literally like an orchestra. Like you're going to be attracted to all of these different instruments. You're, You're designed to learn to play them to see what what it is that you like about this thing. At the end of it, you're going to have your own unique song. No one else is going to be able to do the song that you do because it's going to be unique to your own specific journey that you've gone on through your nonlinear path. And so you're multi-passionate. That's one part. Another part of it is that you're not linear, like I mentioned. So you're not going to do the A, B, C, D thing. You're going to go from all over, okay? Like A to L to back. Like you're going to go all around and you're not going to do it in the order that society wants you to. I'm a manifesting generator. Most people, when I came out with this podcast, they're like, oh, cool. You're going to come out with a human design podcast. And I was like, kind of, I was like, I just want to like do it. Like I want to get on there. I'm interested. Like I like podcasting. I've done it in the past. Like I want to talk about the spiritual journey. If human design pops up in those episodes, perfect. And they were like, oh, it's not just going to be about human design, but you're a human design reader. It makes other people feel comfortable when a manifesting generator just chooses one thing. When they're just like, oh, this is my thing. And this is the only thing that's going to represent who I am. 
as a manifesting generator, your conditioning is going to be to decondition from the fact that people want you to choose a linear path. They want you to choose one thing because that's what makes them feel comfortable. And there's nothing wrong with, you know, people just want the best for, for everybody most of the time. So nothing wrong, just as a manifesting generator, stand in the fact that you are here to have a nonlinear path. So your soul algorithm, a lot of times, I mean, that's on the big level, right? Like big picture with your career, it can look like you have a lot of moving parts. Now, on a day-to-day level, this is just something I like to add. On a day-to-day level, as a manifesting generator, you're going to be all over the place too. You're not going to want to do A, B, C, D, E, like in a row. Like you're not going to want to, and that's okay. So like I literally say for manifesting generators, just look at your to-do list. Okay, it's important to have some structure in your life so that you're not just sitting around, you know, all over the place, not getting anything done. I like to have a to-do list and then I literally look at that to-do list and what part makes me feel expanded. Like I want to put my energy there. Likely it's not number one. Likely it's number four or five. I put my energy there for a while. I get bored. I move on to the next thing on my list. I look at, okay, my entire list. Where does my body feel lit up to go do that thing? I move to that next thing. Trust me, you will have more energy throughout your day, especially if you're a business owner, especially if you're someone who works from home. You will have more energy throughout your day if you allow yourself to do this. If you try to force yourself into a box of like, nope, I'm going to finish this thing in two hours and I'm not getting up until I do, you are going to short circuit. You're going to end up not having as much energy that day as you need to. A lot of times when a manifesting generator starts to feel tired, it's just that they need to be reinitiated. And that goes for generators as well. You just need to be reinitiated. Someone needs to, you need to go for a walk. You need to move your energy. You need to go to a different room. You need to have a conversation with someone. You need to go get your coffee somewhere instead of making um, that day. So, and then all of a sudden, boom, your battery relights up and you have fresh energy again. It's literally the way you're designed to work. Another thing I'll just throw in really quick for MGs is try not to do too much pre-planning, okay? Like future commitments, anything like that. Don't be afraid of the unknown. You're not really here to kind of like fit yourself into all of these linear planning and calendar dates and all that kind of stuff. Obviously, there's going to be things we need to RSVP to, but as much as you can, free up your energy to only do something when you want to do it. A lot of manifesting generators hate being called like wishy-washy or all over the place or last minute or, but it's just the way your energy works. You don't know for sure if you want to do something until it gets closer to the date. And then all of a sudden you feel lit up by doing it. And believe me, your friends don't want you there if you are not feeling into it anyway. So it comes down to you saying things like, okay, you guys are all, you know, going to the spiritual festival. Well, you guys go ahead and buy your tickets. And then if I feel, you know, once we get closer to the date, I'll grab my ticket and I'll meet you there. That's perfect for you. Free yourself up as a manifesting generator as much as possible so that you can stay in alignment with your soul algorithm. You don't need to contort yourself into different people's plans. It's literally going to short circuit your energy and you're going to feel like you're not in alignment. Okay, so let's talk about projectors. Projectors we know are the guides of the planet and 
yes, it doesn't mean you have to be a therapist or anything like that. All it's saying is your energy, it loves to kind of tweak things and transmute things and make things better, systems, people, all of the things, because you can see it. Projectors are here to see. They see things that we cannot see. So this is why it's really important as a projector when it comes to following your soul algorithm to allow yourself to be deeply connected to what fascinates you. Because whatever it is that fascinates you is like what you're, what it is that you see so clearly, it comes from what fascinates you. So every single projector, they always have something very specific that fascinates them, like a niche or like, they, they always too have something that comes easy to them. They're just good at something specific. And a lot of times they can feel this conditioning from society, like whatever you end up being successful at, it means that you would have had to, you know, go, go down some really hard journey to learn it. Well, for you, it, a lot of times it's whatever comes easy to you. What do you see so clearly? What are your fascinations? What do you have a new take on? Could that maybe be something that you are here to be successful at? and that it comes easy to you. This is perfect for your energy. You are here to follow your fascinations. In this process, you actually cultivate your gifts and recognize yourself as much as possible in the process as well. You cultivate your gifts through understanding what it is that fascinates you, what you see so clearly, what's interesting to you. Go down that rabbit hole to learn as much as you can from it, from the different people, and then ultimately it becomes your thing. It becomes like whatever it is that you end up doing that your own unique offering to the world or your own unique path. Really cultivating those gifts though and knowing what it is you see so clearly, being deeply connected with your gifts, being deeply connected to what is it what what it is that fascinates you? I keep saying that, but it's true. Um, it, and recognizing yourself in that process of the fact that you do you are good at this. Recognizing yourself as much as possible is huge for you because that's going to turn on your lighthouse so that the right you receive the right perfect invitations because you're literally here just to shine your light by recognizing yourself. And then the right perfect you know I don't know boats or people whatever you want to say will find you. Literally how your energy works, and it's important for you to honor that because of course if you're a projector and you know you're you are a projector, you already know that you're not here to work like everybody else. Similar to manifestors, you are not here to work, you know, that like, well, manifestors are a little different because they can work really long hours and stuff like that every day. Um, if, if their download gave them that spurt of energy, but projectors, projectors really are not. They're designed for that three-hour workday and they're designed to really fill their day up with the things that light them up. And then to only put, you know, whatever feels like work to you, that's the part that you put on that list. Whatever feels like work is going to be whatever it is, whatever part of your business or whatever thing that you do in life with your job that makes you feel like you're leaking your energy, where it makes you feel tired. Then that's going to go on the list that's like, okay, for sure, these are the things that feel like work to me. And then these are the things I feel like they light me up and start to cultivate a life from that. And then I just like to say, if you're a projector and you're working like, I don't know, in a corporate world, nine to five, trust me, like I've spoken to so many human design readers who have, I mean, at this point, I've done readings for dozens of projectors and they swear by this design, like that this works. So it's about understanding that you are the creator. So it's about understanding that you can manifest a job or a position or something that lets you use more of the things that light you up in your job 
rather than things that make you feel like you're leaking your energy. So it's just about putting your intention into that and kind of saying like, okay, like I notice I am in this job. That does kind of make me feel like the majority, I got my two lists. I know the things that make me feel drained. I know the things that make me feel lit up. Wow, most of my nine to five corporate job is the stuff that makes me feel drained. Now put your intention towards manifesting a new position, a new job, a new opportunity that has more of the things that light you up in it. It's about putting your intention and your belief in that and then watch the magic happen. And it's just about trusting and knowing that you have the power to make this happen. And many, many, many projectors have come back to me and been like, oh my God, I found the perfect, after I created those two lists, I found the perfect position that really helps me to use more of what lights me up. It's just about cultivating a life that you know feels good to you, that you know feels like it's lighting you up. It's fueling your energy. You can totally be a projector working an eight hour shift, but just make sure that the majority of those hours you're doing kind of something that fuels you, something you're excited about. That's literally what you're here to do. It's how you're most magnetic in your life. It's how your light is shining so effing bright and you're attracting all of the right people in your life, right? All of the right friends, all of that right opportunities, all of the right jobs, all of the right things. Okay, so now I want to talk about reflectors. Reflectors are only 1% of the planet, so not very common at all, but reflectors have a very unique auric field. Their auric field is described as sampling and resistant. So as a reflector, when it comes to staying in your soul algorithm, this is about continuing to flow through life, trusting that your auric field is literally sampling and resisting everything that it likes and it doesn't like. You have completely open centers. You know, as um as a reflector, you have completely open centers. So as you're moving through life, I mean the best analogy I ever heard of was like like the watermill, right? Which I don't even like to say that because it sounds like, you know, doesn't sound very pretty, but like a high vibrational crystal watermill. And everywhere you go, you're picking up a little bit of energy, right? And it's only when you stay stuck in those energies that you your watermill stops flowing and then you start to feel like you're that energy and now you're so stuck in it and is that you I don't know I feel crap it's really important to just keep flowing to keep releasing what is like not part of your field um, because you have a resistance a part of your auric field that can resist so it is just really important to know that you have that. And another, I would say one of the biggest deconditionings for the reflector is releasing the societal pressure to like know exactly who you are. Um, that's a huge part of it because it's interesting to see reflectors. I've only done a, a readings for a handful of reflectors, but they're least like each other than any of the other types because they have such open centers. They don't have this this energy in each. They don't have their own energy in each one of their chakras. They just have completely open centers. So they don't have this consistent of their own energy at all. They have completely open centers. So you literally can be everything and everyone and no one at all. So it's really important to know that you have this ability. And then through your ability of being able to be everyone and no one, it's about trying on for size everyone else's energetic blueprint and then resisting what you don't want. And in that process, you actually become 
like the wisest out of all of us, which is why the book says that you should be in the center of the tribe, constantly constantly reflecting back how we're doing. It's about, like I mentioned, deconditioning from the fact that you have to, you know, check a certain box to be like a certain type of person. You can be anything that you want, any person that you want to be or not be. It's not about saying what's my life's purpose or what lights me up as a reflector. Life is going to carry you so much more than anybody else. This is a lot about to your environment. So imagine you're, you know, a reflector. I I like to use in my readings, like the Ikea example is something I made up. But so as a reflector, you have all of these open centers. It's kind of like being in Ikea and like going into each room right? And kind of like you get a feel for it and you're like, ah, yeah, this is like the ambiance that I want in our living room. This is like the exact couch. This is like the exact like furniture and lamps and like flooring and everything, the the colors on the wall. This is like exactly what I want for, for our living room. Or with your completely open centers, if you're walking into a space in Ikea and right away you're like, oh no, like this fluorescent lighting, this like super yellow color on the wall is so tacky. Like I'm just, no. And the key is, is to resist that energy to kind of say like, nope, this isn't my vibe. This is not my vibe and move on. So the environment is super important for you. I've even heard people say for reflectors that their environment can literally lead them to their life's purpose. And if you think about it, it makes perfect sense because you have open centers. And so you're constantly sampling and resisting everything that you are experiencing around you, people, places, things. And in that way, you can roll right into the perfect environment, right into the perfect uh, group of people that are gonna help get you to that like next highest level of self in all of the things. The way that you are on your own specific soul algorithm is by honoring your flow. Be that high vibrational watermill. Resist what you don't want so that you can keep flowing. Think about the Ikea example. When it comes to your environment, it's extremely important. Know that you need to stand in your power with that in your lifetime and kind of say, this isn't my vibe. This isn't my feel. I don't want to be here. It's really important that your environment feels good to you because it's literally with all those open centers, it's like your environment can literally lead you to your life's purpose. And again, the conditioning for reflectors is really all around like pick one, like, you know, pick who you are, let's say, for example. And it's like, but I don't want to like just be who you are, what feels good to you, what feels good in your auric field and like what feels good in your open centers as you're flowing through life. If you're trying to decide who you are in life, and that's the thing too, it's like a lot of spiritual languaging is like figure out who you are and your authentic self. The way you learn your authentic self is by flowing. Allow yourself to be that chameleon flowing through life without getting stuck, okay, on things. Because if you're if you're getting stuck on, you know, this, that, or the other thing, you're thinking you're this one person and so you have to be that, that image or that person forever or something like that, you're gonna shift into your not self theme, which is disappointment. You'll get disappointed by it. And that's even in your day-to-day life. I'm just gonna throw that out there. For you as a reflector, like, Try not to like 
plan, super plan like the date night or the weekend or have these all these expectations on what's going to be what, just flow, flow with it. If something happens along that night or along that weekend or during that vacation that wasn't what you thought, just flow with it. Let it go. Let it go because if you're not, you're going to stop. Your watermill is going to stop. You're going to feel disappointed because it wasn't what you thought it was going to be. So just release those expectations. It's always good to have goals. Um, but then release it and allow the universe to bring you exactly what you're manifesting and what you're hoping for and anything else that drops in that's less than that, just let it go. Okay, so the point of this episode was us talking about our soul algorithm. And I told you that I had four things and really that main first thing was understanding my energetic blueprint. That helps me stay in alignment with my soul algorithm and knowing what that is for me. The second one, if you're due this you don't get a menstrual cycle. For me, it was really understanding my flow. So if you are a woman, then you should learn to honor your flow. It's just so important. Like I can't emphasize it enough. Like that literally changed everything for me. Like when I realized like, oh, we're not supposed to like just pop a bunch of Advil and go to work anyway. Oh, like I literally need to take like a day or two off when I'm like super heavy and honor it and like nourish myself. Wow. Like when I tell you like it's such a game changer to do that. Like I have so much more energy and also like everything to do with menstruation. Guys, if this is like grossing you out, then like it shouldn't. (laughs) It really shouldn't. But women, like anybody listening to this, that's a female that has um, still has a menstrual cycle. Listen, if you haven't delved into this, I'm pretty sure you have already. Literally allow yourself to dive in to like this topic. And there's four phases. I'm not going to get into it. All of the different phases that you have in your cycle help you do different things in life. It's the most fascinating thing. We are literally like the moon where it's like waxing and waning and different, feeling different things at different times. But then you're also good at different things at different times in during your cycle. Really just about figuring that out for yourself. For me personally, I like the MyFlow app. I love that one. And then it will tell you what phase you're in of your menstrual cycle and then what's what you're actually good at doing that week. So it's just about honoring your cycle. Everything got so much better for me like after I started doing this, like even literally like I used to get like such bad cramps. I would get like three days of bad cramps and like super heavy. And now it's just like one day of kind of a little bit of cramps, but not really. And then just like one day heavy and that's it. So by honoring this, it's just literally changed everything for me. I hardly even have PMS anymore, which is not normal. So we'll dive into that in another episode maybe, but honoring your cycle was number two for me. Understanding my energetic blueprint, number one. Number two, honoring my menstrual cycle. Also, the third thing for me in honoring my soul algorithm was saying no. And this is like hard for a lot of people to do. But saying no when it doesn't feel in alignment with every single aspect of your life is super important with staying in your specific soul algorithm. The fourth one is literally surrendering instead of pushing. So I always thought and was taught, like if I want to be successful in my life and all of these things, then I need to push and like knock down doors, take what's mine. And also I didn't even understand living in the energy of response, which is my strategy in human design, which I could have gotten into, but that would have been like a three hour episode. But it's really about surrendering instead of pushing, honoring that 
as much as possible, knowing that like you are on the highest freaking timeline of your life when you're able to stay in alignment with your soul algorithm, when you're able to let everything fall away that has told you it needs to be this way in order to be successful or to be happy or to find joy or peace, it has to look like this, throw it all away. Do what feels good to you and then watch the magic happen. Watch your energy fall directly in alignment with your own specific, unique soul algorithm. It's yours. You're the only one who has this. You're the only one who operates in this way. And it's just about opening yourself up to the possibilities of falling in alignment with that in order to create the life that you deeply desire. Okay, so I hope you guys enjoyed that episode. I am having new episodes come out every week on Thursday. So go ahead and hit that subscribe button so that you will see when a new episode posts. It will be every single Thursday, a new episode coming out. I'm also gonna start introducing more interviews. So I hope you guys enjoy that too. Don't forget to rate and review. I would love to hear from you. Follow me on social media at this is Jen Torres on Instagram and Facebook. And you can find all of the links to all of my accounts on all of the things on my link tree page. So I'm linking the link to my link tree page in the show notes below. So thank you so much again for listening to the She's a God podcast.